Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. morning primers uh, rough the bed i know what you're thinking my smooth sexy voice is not the one you're used to hearing uh that is because i was better than video games at three other people and i get to host week's, this week's episode uh so joining me today are my good friends and i definitely feel like it's, i could call these guys friends ben beck and rob martin what's up guys not too much i, I i'm not <laughs> I'm not even that great of friends with Rob at this point, so I, yeah, your, yeah. your intro's way off. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we had to hash out designing new logos, and we're like, and that makes you be like, I don't like this. Slightly tweak this. You know, you're like, God damn it. It's like it's four in the morning. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> that, was, that was your fault for staying up till four in the morning. <laughs> no, that, that was my own dumb, that is my own dumb fault. So. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, well, thank you for having us on your show. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's great to be part of the inaugural episode of uh, the Damn It Chad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, issue one of DS Run Time. So I know this gets said every week. Uh, it's going to be a short episode, <laughs> uh, which, of course, means it won't be. No, it has to be today because uh, I've got about an hour and 15 until I got to leave for work. But uh, this week, we're going to talk about one of my absolute most recent in the world, that being the Batman Arkham video game franchise. I'm surprised this so, is something, yeah, I'm surprised this is something we haven't brought up yet on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on, on the other podcast, we, it's, this, is, this, this, I, is a, this is a new series, Ben, remember. That's true, <laughs> that's true, I, that's true, very, very true. It's okay, I live to fix mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I figured we'd try and structure it like the normal episode. Um, actually, I don't think we might just kind of give a brief synopsis to each game and then just shoot the breeze, considering all the time I wasted trying to get Skype to work. <laughs> uh, that works. Um, for, that works for me. I'm, we're again. This is your show, man. We're just along for the ride. Indeed. Cool. cool. So I'll just shoot out a few quick synopses of these uh, these games, and then we'll just talk. So, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, the Joker, Batman's archenemy, has in- instigated an elaborate plot from with Ar- within Arkham Asylum, where many of Batman's other foes have been incarcerated. He investigates and comes to learn that the Joker is trying to create an army of Bane-like creatures to threaten Gotham City and is forced to put a stop to the Joker's plans. Throughout the night, Batman is forced to deal with the temporarily admitted sane prisoners from Black Game Prison, Scarecrow, Zastanavi, Bane, Killer Croc, and Harley Quinn. Uh, Arkham City. The events of Arkham City are set one year after Batman Arkham Asylum. Quincy Sharp, the Asylum's erstwhile director, has taken sole credit for halting the Joker's armed siege. Using this distinction to become mayor of Gotham City, declaring both the Asylum and... Okay, I just got a random Facebook notification. Please ignore that. Uh, Sharp's administration orders both facilities closed, and he purchases Gotham's most notorious slums. 
converting them into an immense prison closure known as Arkham City. The facility is subsequently placed in the care of psychiatrist Hugo Strange. And then Arkham Knight, one year after the death of the Joker, the Joker dies in Arkham City, by the way, uh, during the events of Arkham City, Batman is struggling to come to terms with the, obsess- uh, the absence blah, of his nemesis and the uncomfortable feeling that the pair shared a bond deeper than either could admit. Did you reveal a spoiler uh, that the Joker dies? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. That's all right. We're allowed. We've, we've said this is a spoiler-free <laughs> podcast. Yeah, well, like we we yeah. always say, well, when we do capping crew, that the spoiler spoiler law is what is it like? What you have two months after a video game is, and then it's fair game, you know. Movies two weeks. Oh, that's something. Video games two months. That's something I was going to do when I still had structure to this thing and had a little <laughs> more time. I was going to I was going to throw out the obligatory redundant spoiler warning. Uh, okay. But yeah, the. The biggest thing to note about these video games, the biggest draw is uh, the two lead actors being Kevin Conroy returning as Batman and Mark Hamill returning as the Joker. And uh, my absolute, my favorite thing is that this is this is more adult oriented. So Mark Hamill gets to just go nuts. Yeah, I, I gotta say, there's two performances he's made as that character that just make me just kind of just love him more is that role. One of them is uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. And oh. then the rest is the Arkham series. I, I think he gives his two greatest performances ever as that character in those two places. So yeah, Arkham, the Arkham series is top notch for him. Like he, you just see him do animated series uh, a version and just take it to the edge of being just twisted and dark. And, of course, they're not the only two people returning from the animated series. Arlene Sorkin is a Harley, at least for the first game, Arkham Asylum. And I didn't know this until, like, yesterday. Lauren Lester is a man-bat in uh, Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I believe, uh, starting in Arkham City, uh, going until the end of the series, um, Harris Strong uh, takes over for Arlene Sorkin. Because uh, I think that was Arlene Sorkin's final performance as Harley Quinn before she... Um, Handed the reins uh, the character off to other actors. Yeah, I love me some Tara Strong. She is great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think I think my favorite voice in the game, though, my favorite voice is uh, outside of the the main two, is John Noble as Scarecrow in Arkham Knight. Oh God, it's amazing in that game. Like, oh, he's 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 terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I, I I still love these games to this day, and I have yet to. I played all of them, with the exception of Markham Knight. I played, I think the other ones were on the original Xbox 360, and now they have that collection available for Xbox One in which they mastered, and they've, they've packed them together. And I think after this podcast, it might be time for me to buy, or rebuy, rather, the, those games and replay. Because thinking about it leading up to this podcast, I've, I was itching to get back to maybe play a little bit of them again, and I haven't had the opportunity, but... Um, I think it might be time to do so after this. Yeah, I think I went oh, back and played Ar- Ar- Arkham Asylum maybe about six months ago uh, on uh, the PS4 remaster. And, uh, man, they did a beautiful job. And, I mean, absolutely beautiful job remastering them. Yeah. Um, so what check. these games are, we've, we've talked a little bit about the, the voices. We definitely need to get into, like, gameplay and stuff since we're talking video games. 
So the reason I like them so much is they're they're a nice little mix of uh, two of my favorite video game franchises, that being Metroid and The Legend of Zelda. Because you got this like light dungeon exploration gameplay throughout the game, but then you also have all of the gadgets that have both like, a, a use for exploration as well as a use for combat. Right, like it's that classic Metroidvania that they always kind of refer to. It yes, was, it was a nice, uh, especially Arkham Arkham Asylum more than the others. Uh, yeah, and that really kind of that that very nicely. Where. When I started playing it, I'm like, oh, dear. Because, like, you don't realize it's coming. I mean, like, you, you kind of become enamored with uh, the combat mechanics, which was the first game to really do it the way it did. And then we've seen that across a 1,001 games. Shadow of Mordor was a really big one. all kind of evolved that combat. Uh, but, yeah, when you then when you start realizing, oh, dear God, this is a Metroidvania game, uh, you just start smiling like an idiot. And you're like, this is, this is phenomenal. And, and that combat system too, it just it makes you feel like you are just beating down bad guys left and right. It feels so good. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Neil, uh, out of the three games, Chad, what, what's what's your personal favorite? Oh, Arkham City, bar none. When I got that game, I played it. Uh, I think eleven times straight. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it didn't it didn't hell, uh, hurt that that was the only game I had for a brand new system for a couple months. So. Okay, well, there's one other real quick question, because if you played it 11 times, I'm curious, did you complete the Riddler challenges? Lord, no. (laughs) Wow. I I do not have the patience for that. That's surprising, because believe it or not, when it comes to those games, that's one of my favorite parts of those games, is the Riddler challenge. I am a completionist when it comes to games, and if I start a challenge, I do not give up on a game until I'm done. So on all three games, I have completed the Riddler challenges. Oh god! Oh man! No, I've, <laughs> the only time I touch any Riddler stuff is in Arkham Knight when it's actually more, for lack of a better word, it's more like gameplay instead of just pick up the thing or scan the thing. Like it's it's dungeon exploration. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And until you get to that very last check mark of that set of missions, and then you have to have everything to fight that final boss. Yeah. Um, Not yeah. me, man. I, I had to find those trophies. Those were the I, I, I went out of my way for a while to try to do that, but I just... Shad, same as you, buddy. I, I just did not have the patience to go through some of them, like where it was just kind of like, I can see exactly what this is. I have no idea where I need to be standing to line up this question mark or wherever, and it's been an hour, and I feel like I could have been doing so, so many other things at this moment. So I, that's the only one that gets me is... is some of those regular challenges. Now, granted, I love when they force the puzzles on you. You kind of have to do them. Um, I think some yeah. of those are great, with the exception of uh, the the Arkham Knight racetracks. Uh, uh. I think yeah, his step was a, one, uh, a wonderful addition to a really amazing experience. I think the only thing keeping me from liking Arkham Knight more than Arkham City is all the tank stuff in general. Yeah, the tank stuff, the bat, uh, some of the Batmobile stuff was a little, little much. Well, man, we're on, opposite, we're on opposite sides of this again, too, because I love that part of Arkham Knight. Really? I don't, I don't dislike it. I just think there's way too much of it. Yeah, yeah. I think the some of the stealth tank sequences, I'm like, you know, they they leaned on it a bit too heavily. And so. it and it became even better when I was able to get the skin for the original Tim Burton Batmobile. Yeah, but you can only do this for racetracks. True. But yeah. still, I mean, they were more, they were fun to do that in the racetracks too. To drive the original Batman was fun. Oh yeah, I mean they they did a beautiful job with some of the DLC for that game. 
DLC, granted, was a bit overpriced on that one, but they did add some really great content to that game. So. True. And the beauty is I got the DLC before, so if I go back and rebuy Arkham Knight, uh, I don't have to buy DLC again. It's very, very true. I, I get to keep it. So Those extra DLC character missions in Knight, though, are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, what uh, were the ones that they had there? I completely forget. It's been a while. To back it, was, game. it was Killer Croc, uh, Ra's al Ghul, which actually brings in uh, Nyssa as well, Mr. Oh. Freeze, who... And I got to bring up some voice actors again. Mr. Freeze, who's voiced by Maurice LaMarche, and um, Matt Hatter, who is voiced by McNichol, better known as Janusz from Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I, he's Vigo. I love how You're all the roles flies to him. <laughs> all the roles he's played, you go to Janusz. <laughs> I, I, you know what, though? It's okay. That's what I think of Peter McNichol. That's always my first deal. I mean, you could, you could go to Ally McBeal. You could go to Mr. Bean. You could go to a bunch of different things, and you go to Janusz. Oh, I grew up on Ghostbusters. <laughs> I did, too. I probably would have. No, right, honestly, right. I'd probably go to it. Too. Know, extra bonus points. Uh, what is Janusz's last name? Oh. That, as Poha. Many, as yep. Honestly <laughs> oh, done, Chad. Damn it. Janusz Poha. Oh, I watched that movie times growing up. <laughs> Two, and I don't remember that. Wasn't there also, I think with Arkham Knight, wasn't there also a storyline with Batgirl? Yeah. Uh, uh, that, was, was, that was another DLC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, there was the initial three side stories. There was the Robin side story. There was the Nightwing side story. Yes, yes. Yes. Or is it Robin? Uh, no, I think it there was, was a Nightwing. Robin. Yeah, Robin, Nightwing, uh, Batgirl, and there's one more, I thought. I think there's a Catwoman, yeah. Oh, Catwoman. Yeah. Oh, no, there was another one after that as well. Uh, there was a good one. There was a... Oh, yeah. Oh, and there was yeah. Harley Quinn, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, that was a big, and I yeah. mean, big amount of DLC for that game. And yeah, then and there I... was all the additional villains that they added in. And yeah. I think the uh, the initial cost of the DLC, you're right, $40. So yeah, was, I mean, it was... Almost as much as another game. Yeah, but I think they earned it with the DLC that they put out because the quality was phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, know, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no. Oh, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, Chad, with you know, with these, these games, Neil, specifically. So you were saying City's the best. You know, do you view that it's because of gameplay mechanics, or is that more because of storyline? I mean, like I know, obviously, this is one big, huge, continuous story, but you know, are they definitely all kind of fit in in their own point pretty well and fill us back in on what happened before. I think they're all great games. It's just City's just my personal favorite. I'm, I'm big in, when it comes to video games, I'm big into just nothing gets in the way of the fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum, yet I get lost in that game a lot. I have to actually pull up the map and figure out, okay, I gotta go this way to get here, and it just interrupts the flow of everything. And then Arkham Knight, Good lord, he is constantly talking to people on this little hologram thing. Just every every five minutes, it's just interrupting gameplay to just talk to... Al- oh, and this is another thing that drives me crazy. There are multiple scenes in that game where uh, Batman, right in front of civilians, pulls up a hologram of Bruce Wayne's butler right in front of these civilians. One of them being a Wayne, uh, Wayne Enterprises employee. Ah, I don't, I don't think I ever thought about that. Excuse me. Well, I mean, there's another. It's, it's one of the DLC missions too. It's in Killer Croc. Alfred actually says Master Wayne right in front of just like random guard number three. 
Well, but I mean, as far as that goes, that that was something that never really bugged me. Only the fact that I, I kind of – I treated it as a movie and I kind of just let, you know, reality – just kind of go by the wayside, you know, because you got to figure if Batman's got all this tech, he's probably got enough tech that he's there's probably but and he's here. He's probably the only one hearing this. So that's the way I thought of it when I was doing all this stuff and I was playing it. I'm, th- I'm thinking this is probably not playing over a Bluetooth speaker so that everybody could hear it. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking there's communication in, in the cowl. He's the only one hearing it. It's probably a hologram that through lenses in his mask, he's the only one that can see it. So, I, you know, I, I never – I just kind of let that go by the wayside. That was something that never really bothered me. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. Like, funny. Kind of like uh, – because if he's got detective vision and stuff like that, I'm sure he's got special in his cowl that's only allowing him to see that. And yeah. He can kind of probably play with play with some of the, the thought process on it. So. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's probably just an earbud in the cow. He can probably – he's the only one that can hear it. So it's, that, that's, you know, the way I thought of it. Yeah. Another thing I love about these games, though, is just the, the, the characters they bring in. I love it when they bring in the obscure characters. Uh, now, Azrael's probably not as obscure, but then they bring in people like Professor Pig, which, did you do that side mission? Absolutely, absolutely. That was, that was fantastic. I know he was more of a combination of Pig and uh, Dollmaker, but still. Yeah, yeah. I, I always do that mission. I always do Man Bat. Man Bat, uh, yeah. God, I, that was, what, that I, was I, another one I was really shocked to see uh, show I, you know, I, I one, the one thing I absolutely love, and I absolutely got to say, you know, from Arkham Asylum through Night, I mean, Origins didn't really do this. I mean, we'll, I'm sure um, Chad, you'll bring up Origins at some point with this. But I love that there's always a scare in every one of the games. And you never see it coming. Uh, but they always squeeze one exact one in. But obviously the big notable one would be for Arkham City is the Penguin Shark. This is how the pseudo zombie shark comes after you when you're you're doing the water mission when you're trying to move crates around and be able to clear the space in the museum. Uh, but the one that you you're seeing with Manbat is that random moment where you're swinging through the city and you you know pop up onto the corner of a building and then he just puts your face and like scream like screams right into you like you just don't see it coming. And I remember when I was doing that, I was playing it was the middle of the night. I had headphones on. And, dude, I must have jumped, like, five feet in that <laughs> I so loud I went and woke up my wife just to ensure her I'm not being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you brought up the shark. Have you ever heard about the uh, the Easter egg they cut out of that scene? No, no. He was going to pull out a little can off his belt, the bat shark repellent. And he was going to open it, and there was going to be a knuckle duster, and he was just going to beat on the shark. But for whatever <laughs> reason, they cut that out. Oh, uh, that's awesome. That would have been so cool. But, I mean, yeah, that was that was just a... Yeah, I love those little moments. Um, yeah, there was also some really insanely creepy moments in those games, too. Um, you know, notably, I, I think Asylum is, you know, that moment when you go into the war. Oh, court. yeah. Um, that was probably the most intense one where you, you're seeing a very dead Jim Gordon in the beginning. It takes spirals and spirals and spirals after that. Um, how about you? Was uh, there a big one for you? Scarecrow, just Scarecrow and Asylum freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big one. Yeah, it's been How about a, you, Ben. It's been a while since I've played Asylum, um, but I, I think one of the things that always was kind of was kind of creepy and kind of cool at the same time was just. And I'm trying to remember because sometimes there's there are elements of these games that kind of blend together. I think it's night, um, but when you're investigating the murders 
and you're going through all the different scenes looking for clues. And you're literally just looking at like bodies that are like pegged to walls or um or something or other. I can't remember what game that was though. I, th- I think that was Night, but that's, I, that's yeah, Knight. that's the uh, Professor Pig. Okay, yep. that's what. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, I, I I found those a little creepy at times, but um, but again, like kind of cool at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's because that's I memory serves correctly. That's where you have, like all the scans to figure out yes. why yeah. the people were targeted. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was uh, quite twisted. Yeah, and it was when that when the whole thing was happening too. I was, I, it was fun trying to figure out who the the villain was. I was like, you were wondering, are they going and doing a deep cut, nodding back the animated series, and they're maybe doing the judge, which I was kind of hoping that's what they were doing. But uh, yeah, when I got to Professor Pig, I'm like, ah, oh, that's even cooler. I'm like, yeah. that's that's kind of awesome. But I mean, it was it was cool at the same time because again, like we're we're talking about the gameplay and 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 such and the voiceover characters, but. You know, people tend to forget sometimes, and that that's a game. And this was a storyline that kind of reminded us that Batman's a detective. You know, this is what he does. Also, when he's not batting down, when he's not like pounding sand into, uh, like this is this is what he does. He investigates things. So you actually got to do that as a character, which is mm-hmm. one one of the reasons why I thought that was really cool at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> Arkham Knight in general is just just creepy because after after what the first two hours you realize batman is actually slowly losing his mind like he is losing control he is becoming joker in that weird joker blood horcrux thing that joker did yeah um i i that was something i didn't see coming because i love the fact that they found a way to get hamilton to do this performance at, while not being a character that's alive and him still being the big bad I mean, I think it was, it's the, I, in all honesty, the three games really are the best, um, the best Batman Joker story, I think, because it's such a different take on things. But I love the fact that it's, you know, Joker's death and what it does to Batman and the fact that it's kind of feels like it was part of the plan. And it was this absolute brilliance. It was just so, it was so much fun when you got to the end of that game and it's just, when you see the first hallucination of Joker through Batman's eyes in that game, and then it just continues to increase and increase and increase. But, I mean, it wasn't just even his death. I think, you know, Knight had that very intense scene where uh, Ivy sacrifices herself, which was pretty major. To him. Yeah. That one really surprised me. Yeah. Uh, I know we've... Uh, it, I, there's technically been four games, correct? Asylum, City, Origins, and Knight. Yes, uh, technically then, five, because there yeah. was the uh, Black Arkham Origins uh, Blackgate, which is actually really good. Yeah, it's back a, to it's, the. Yeah, it's a two D. It's yeah, like a two and a half D. Yeah, here's the best part. It's by former staff members of uh, the team that made Metroid Prime. Yeah, yeah. The map system is terrible, but the gameplay is a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there's some there's some little issues with that game. I'd love to see them scalable on the current gen uh, consoles because I think right now it's it's still only available with 360 and PS3 uh, and then PSD I believe so yeah I'm trying to if think, you want handheld art it's it's pretty good I'm trying to think because I honestly looking back at everything and thinking I don't know if I have ever played Batman Arkham Origins uh, it's it's not bad 
Yeah, it, it's, it's actually quite, quite good. Okay. Yeah, I, I know so I've the, played the City... Weird... I know I've played uh, Asylum City and Night, but I'm not sure I've ever played Origins. I might have to go back and, and play that. Uh, it's the game that really actually introduced a lot of the um, stuff that you see in Night, which they did a really... You know, this is not the same... It's not Rocksteady that makes that, that it was Warner Brothers Montreal, I believe. And, um, you know, they... Yeah. They ended up. I, if memory serves correctly, and I, I could be wrong on this. Uh, I believe Warner Brothers Montreal went on to do. Was it Shadow of Mordor? If memory serves correctly, I think that's same the same studio. So, yeah, it, um, it is. It's it's the, it's Montreal. Yeah, yeah. So Montreal. I think they ended up doing you know Shadow of Mordor, which is. But they they did some things that changed the comic a little bit. I mean, I think a lot of people stated too. There was there was a couple mistakes that they made in Origins. Uh, they had a. Uh, the shock gauntlets that makes the game relatively easy after you beat the, the, electric, the electrocutioner uh, midway through the game, but it added that great you know sequence of detective stuff that you got to see where you were re-piecing together crime scenes, and it was so cool, and I love the fact that they got a chance to do that, and uh, Rocksteady kind of played homage to them when they were, you, you were trying to find out who took Barbara um, you know, in Night. And uh, I love those sequences so much because, you know, when you're figuring out what happened to Black Mask in that game early on, and it first introduces it, I'm like, this is fantastic. This is the game I've been wanting for a long time. Uh, this is one, like, Batman, Batman. So. That was honestly about my only complaint with Origins was n- nothing against the Joker. It's just it's the Joker again. The big plot twist halfway through is, you know, Black Mask is actually... Joker in disguise as Black Mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is... But, oh, you know what? Sorry, Ben. I was going to say, way to ruin that <laughs> one for me, Shad. Sorry. Jesus. I haven't I even played it yet. Play uh, I don't have to play it yeah, now. Thanks. <laughs> no, they, they set it up. It's this, it's this new villain that you've never seen before in the game, and then they just like yank that rug right up from under you. But it's, it's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I will say uh, the game still play. You can kind of see the Joker that's coming from a mile away, though, and you, and then I, yeah. I be honest, too, Ben, you see that early on. Okay, so it's not it's not something that's going to ruin the game. I mean, you go again. You look at the Arkham series as a Batman Joker story, so the fact that it's, you know Arkham Origins, not too much of a big shock that that's coming. So. Well, I mean, I don't even know if it's something I'm going to be able to play anyway because it's not one of the ones that was re released for next gen consoles. So I'd never was that popular, unfortunately. Yeah. So unless I go back and buy an Xbox 360 just to play, although I could play it on PC because it is on Windows too. Um, actually, you know what? While you guys chat real fast, I'm gonna see what's on the Xbox One backwards compatibility list because uh, it may be part of that. Um. Well, no, I and- I already know it's not because when I looked up these games on the in the Xbox Store, it's it would be listed under Xbox One if it was backwards compatible, and it's not. No, it, it, it is now. It is? Backwards compatible game library, Arkham Origins. Oh. There, well, and it's also petitioned now. Oh, then maybe, uh, I I know could, because, maybe I can still play it. Yep. Oh, definitely. Well, since we're on spoiling plot twists. There we go. <laughs> who who saw Arkham Knight coming? Who saw that identity coming? Uh, I did pretty much immediately. said, hey, and then we have this character, the Arkham Knight. And I'm like, it's going to be Jason Todd. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was, it was, was pretty... It was pretty Easy to figure out. And it kind of drove me nuts about that game that they played that plot line out for so long. 
And it's I'm like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? And I'm like, I've known since the game started, before you started even released the game and started putting out pictures. I'm like, everybody knew who this was. They're like, oh, but it's a new character. I'm like, no, you just gave him a new name. That's all it was. Drove me up the wall. Oh, God, dude. And it's Jason Todd is like one of my favorite characters uh, in comics. Um, so, yeah, it was, I, I, you know, I think they did a great job. It was a nice new, you know, kind of twist and take on it. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, they, they, that plot line drug way long. And for Batman to be the greatest detective in the world, to not be able to figure that out on his own that early in the game, it's just like, man, I, I know the Joker's in your brain, but it didn't, he didn't make you stupid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was the only real big complaint I had about plot. Um, I think in the entire series of that. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I love that costume design, though, for the Arkham Knight. And especially when he goes down and goes to Red Hood, the way that, that whole thing morphs. Oh, yeah. That was such a great one thing. Uh, people pretty much knew it from the get-go, and it didn't help that the Red Hood mission pack was the uh, was the uh, pre-order bonus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops, <laughs> sorry. Did we just show our hand? No, you did that for your marketing. I mean, it's okay. And, then, um, and there's the scene in the movie studios where they're showing, you know, basically the death of the family scene where, uh, or the death in the family scene, where he's beating Jason Todd with the crowbar. At that point, like, there's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. That's, that's not even foreshadowing. That's like hiring the plot twist to give you a lab dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I, 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 I'm gonna have to remember that one for future reference. <laughs> No, I mean, that's definitely the sequence. You know what? Like I said, we, we did do bring it up with some of the other hallucinations that you see, especially at night. The death of Barbara Gordon being a big one. I was like, wait a second. Did they just kill Babs? Because I think they just did. And like, and you are led to believe that for quite some time. And uh, that game... Actually... Is... Oh, go ahead. If you, if you pay attention to that scene, there's one very small uh, thing that proves that that was a hallucination and not actually happening. You see the Joker move down towards her. Mm. I don't That's remember. I, I'd have to go back and, and replay it to remember. Yeah, if you do, watch real careful. When she's about to, like, right before she actually picks up the gun, Joker pushes it across the table. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check that sequence. Now, that, yeah. that, that might actually have been the, the scene that freaked me out more than anything. Just yeah. her being pushed to that point, even if hallucination, that oh, that blew my mind. Yeah. Focusing on on night for a second too. Um, obviously, I think they've they've pretty much come out and said that that was going to be the last of the the Arkham series. Would you guys want to see another one come out? Well, I guarantee, and, and honestly, Rocksteady has been quiet since uh, the DLC for Night. Um, my guess is we've got a Justice League game coming. From them, um, I, I think that's a high chance. Is this based um, on movie Justice League, or is this just a Justice no, League in general game? I think I think this is going to be a Rocksteady Justice League game. That would be and amazing. I, I believe, if memory serves correctly, uh, there is another Arkham game coming, uh, made by Montreal's others. They have, I think, two studios in Montreal. One of them is finishing up Shadow of War. The other one, I believe that there's been rumblings, and we actually talked about this one on our show, uh, which is DC Primetime. I'm going to plug that because it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, they did talk about that there is a 
not a Batman, quite a Batman Beyond game, but it sounded a little bit like it. But it was going to be a uh, Batman game starring Damien as the as the so. Uh, but it was Damien yeah, as was, as Batman. There was talks of a game called Arkham Insurgency that uh, was supposed to be like a basically a sequel to Arkham Origins, and it was going to be the first with like Jad. Dick Grayson as Robin, and I think you're actually going to see Barbara become Batgirl. But I've never been able to find anything actually, like, confirming that. Yeah, there, there was a talk that they were going to do a Silver Age one for a long time, but from what I understand, that got scrapped about a year or two ago. Uh, and that, I think, was announced prior to night. Well, not announced, but I think those rumors came out prior to night coming out. So, um, yeah, it was right around that time frame, but I do believe that was the case. But I would not be surprised to see Rocksteady come back into the mix soon. My guess is. And then you said something about. And then you said something about Batman Beyond, to which all I have to say is yes, please. (laughs) That'd be kind of cool if they did that too. Yeah, I would. I would kill to see an actual one like Batman Beyond game that wasn't the absolute horrible game that they made for PlayStation One way back in the day. Uh, I believe there's a couple Game Boy Advance games out there. Batman Beyond, if memory serves correct. Yeah, they are uh, not good games. Not good games at all. I don't even remember playing that game. You probably wouldn't. It's very uh, no lie. This came out near the very end of uh, the PS One's life cycle. That most people moved on to the PlayStation Two. The only reason I know it exists is I was working for uh, Electronic Boutique or Distribution Center. So when I was packing up orders, that was a game that would commonly come up because it was on sale on the website for like four bucks because they were trying to get rid of thousands of them. So. I think that was even the tie-in to the uh, Return of the Joker, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was the Return of the Joker game. Uh, now that you uh, get that's exactly what that Speaking of Batman Beyond, though, there's an amazing Batman Beyond skin in Arkham Knight. It's my favorite skin to use. It actually just looks like a uh, more Beyond-themed version of the Arkham Knight suit, but it is a wicked-looking suit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think some of the skins that they've done for, for secondary playthroughs are beautiful. And I love, I love the fact that there's Batman 66 skin in there because it looks so nice, like so oh, yeah. out of place. Uh, but I love, even in addition to that, uh, I don't know if they, this night I remember it was in City, but there's Batman the Animated Series in there too, which again, if you want to talk about out of place City. in that world, yeah, in City, but uh, it looks, it looks so weird in that, but it looks so awesome to play. And, and that was a skin I honestly wish they would have added tonight it, you know because we talked about the different skins for the tank and in which you know we saw the original uh, Tim Burton Batman mobile in there too but I would have loved to have seen the Batman animated Batmobile in there at some point yeah absolutely um, you know and we never got to saw that so I guess uh, Arkham Knight loses a point in that aspect for me <laughs> I'll, I'll play first point in this entire conversation because I personally, I think out of all three games, I think I'm a bigger fan of Arkham Knight than anything else. So you're Knight, Shad, you're City. I'm actually Asylum. So, yeah. Oh, so that we range. I like, I like each one for. I like each one for different reasons. Honestly, I think one each one does something better than all the others. Yeah, I think Asylum has just like the best atmosphere overall. I think City might have the best storyline, and and uh, Knight has the best gameplay. Yeah, I think. I think you're right on that. I think that's actually a very accurate assessment of the series. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for Metroidvania, so Asylum like has got a very special place in my heart, and that slowly goes away a little bit more and more and more uh, in the series. 
Um, so yeah, that's like real key reason for loving that game as much as I do. And again, I not expecting the the twists and turns, the way that they mess with your head uh, in that game when I went into it the first time. Uh, it just, there's so much about the game that's incredibly special. Um, yeah, I, I, I just adore it. Absolutely. Well, here's something we haven't talked about yet. You guys got any favorite Easter eggs you've seen in the game? Yeah, I've definitely got one. <laughs> so my my favorite, when it was surprising because they kind of nodded to him in every game and we never saw him, uh, was uh, Hush. Uh, when you first go into the first game, you go into an operating room, and they've got on the board like the schedule of who is uh, coming in for certain to do surgery, and Tommy Elliot. And then you see him again in the next game, where there's bandages and pictures of Bruce Wayne and like plastic surgery. So you just see all of these things play out through multiple games, where there's all these nods to Hush, and you never see him, and it's kind of disappointing. So, in well, what no, game he, was this one? He's actually. He's actually side missions in City and Night. Yeah, I was going to say, he's actually in Night. He, Hush is actually, he takes the role of Bruce Wayne in Night. Oh, that's right. That's right, you do. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm getting this. God, it's been too long since I went back to City. So wait, he is in he's, Night? Yep. He's even voiced by Kevin Conroy. Mm, okay. I'll take a look at that then. Um, so, uh, my biggest, uh, I guess, I think my... My favorite Easter eggs also come from Knight, and that is there are nods to Superman in Arkham Knight, in that you get to see a lot of LexCorp. You, there's a LexCorp building in there. I think at one point you actually hear, I think there's, if you listen to the answering machine in Bruce's uh, yeah. office, you can actually, there's a, a yep. voicemail from Lex. Um, So I, I, I love that being the Superman fan that I am, I actually enjoyed hearing some of the Superman references, even Lex Luthor. Uh, it was kind of cool hearing the the Superman reference in the game. Yeah, um, I think my favorite comes from Night too, just just for this sheer silliness of it. There is a dog bowl in uh, Bruce Wayne's office at Wayne Enterprises that has the name Ace on it. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that too. And then, uh, in addition to that, though, too, even this is going back to the first game, but one of the coolest things that they did was the calendar calendar man uh, cell that you you go back during uh, turn the game on during holidays. Uh, you get little messages and things pop up. Uh, I think that was such a cool little touch. So if you log into the game on Christmas, go to Calendar, Calendar Man's cell, and things change in his cell. So. There's actually, um, I remember reading this too, there's actually a Calendar Man Easter egg in Arkham Knight. Yep. Uh, in, at the, it's at the end of the game, but when they're doing the, the movie of after um, you know Nightfall Protocol and everything, you can actually see Calendar Man as a member, as somebody in the crowd. Mm-hmm. In the door, I think like during a news story or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I love how they throw all those different references in there. I know there's been, uh, again, I'm I'm sticking with Arkham Knight, but uh, Queen Industries appears in Arkham Knight. Um, there's, uh, I think, like Zantana has a bar or something uh, at one point somewhere in Arkham City. I think John Constantine has owns a detective agency in Gotham City in Arkham Knight. So there's a ton of different references in in the game that just I love. Oh, yeah. I love. And even, like, going... Oh, go ahead, Chad. There's, there's a really neat one in Knight where you... I don't know if it's, like, a sign for a bar or what, but it's, like, a big Joker playing card. It says Jack and Nape on it. And Jack Napier was the name that Joker used in the uh, the Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, obviously the fact that there's chemicals, like being able to stand on top of the rooftop of these chemicals and look over the city, it's a great moment. But even in a city, there's old, uh, you know, there's old posters of the flying Graysons that have been weathered and torn up that you can find attached to walls. Uh, you know, like there's the boat for Harvey Dent stuff that you see, you know, all these little things that like are just old rotting away in the city. I love that they they have that much, you know, history. Uh, and, you know, Go ahead, finish up. I, oh. I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to say when you're done. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm looking up, I, now that we're talking about it, I actually looked up a list of Easter eggs for uh, Batman Arkham Knight, and there's one I completely missed, and now I'm going to have to look for it. Apparently, uh, hovering above Gotham City at certain points in the game, there is, do you remember the clown balloon from the Batman film with the Tim mm-hmm. Burton film? It's actually floating in the air at certain points of Gotham City. Yeah, yeah. Door, yeah, it's, like a, it's a, like a parade balloon in the street. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's yep. it's kind of cool. Now I'm gonna have to look for it. <laughs> oh, another another really good one. This one, this one, this one's just hysterical. Bat Dad is in the game. <laughs> Bat Dad is in the game. If you've if you've ever seen him on YouTube, the dude's hysterical. He just does all these funny little vines with his family. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Bat but Dad. At, at the very beginning of the game, in the diner. Because, you know, the game takes place on Halloween. There's just a dude just sitting at the table in the diner on a cell phone with a Batman mask, and it's Bat Dad. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I didn't know that either. Apparently, yeah. Starro's in the game. Mm-hmm. This is yep. yeah, he's in the... Uh, the Batgirl. He's in the Batgirl DLC. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's where Joker's balloon float is, too. Is mm-hmm. in the Batgirl DLC. Yeah, I, that was actually one of my favorite DLCs. Such a, you know, such a fun side story. Um... Yeah, how also fire? has reference to the. Uh, hers also has reference to the laughing fish from uh, animated series. Yeah, absolutely, totally does. Uh, now, out of all the uh, environments and levels, and well, it's kind of hard to say levels, but maybe specific environments. Is there anyone that sticks out in your head the most throughout the series? That like that like one specific locale that was just twisted and amazing and fun or whatever. Climbing the tower in Arkham City, the uh, the Wonder Tower when uh, Protocol Ten is happening, when you're finally going after Strange. Oh yeah, that's cool. Because you're just, you're standing over the entire city and you can see everything, and missiles are launching, and it just it looks amazing. Um, I don't know if I have any. Uh, no, I don't know if there's any that kind of like stick out as far as like locales and things like that. I think getting to. I think that the only one that really kind of sticks out in my head is going to, um, and I can't remember what the name of the loca- the name of the locale was, but it's on the outskirts of the city, and it's where it's pretty much where Riddler is the entire time during Arkham Knight, because um, he has Catwoman held prisoner there. I think it's an mm-hmm. old church or something or a sanctuary or some of some kind in Ar- in Gotham City. Yeah, that was probably one I know of what my you're talking locales. about. Yeah, yeah, that was. Probably, I can't remember what it's called, but that was one of my favorite locales in uh, in, in the game. Yeah, I, I, I got to say for me, I I love the museum from um, City where the penguins at. I, oh I think that yeah, one of the most interesting designs. Like you know, like seeing giant like you know skeletal remains of dinosaurs, and then like there's just all these cool little pieces all around. Like you're walking down hallways, and you're just kind of enamored with everything that they design, like your eyes immediately go everywhere. And then, you know, you get in a fight and then your brain goes back to, this is really cool. That's really amazing. All these little pieces of that, which were just so awesome. So unique. Yeah. Uh, are there, 
I'll bring this up because I have one in mind, but out of all three games, whether it be a main mission or a side mission, were there any missions that kind of pissed you off so much to the point where you almost gave up on them? Yeah, driving scenes in Arkham Knight. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine's from Arkham Knight as well, but mine's not a driving scene. I just know that it took me a while before I got the hang of any of the Azrael stories. Because you have to do a fighting sequence and you can't get hit at all in order to pass. So yeah. I just remember like going through, getting to like very close to the end of the sequence and getting punched in the back of the head once and like almost throwing my controller multiple times. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about them and that all just came flooding back into my brain since you brought that up. Yeah, I actually stopped doing those missions because of that. I was like maybe like five in and I'm like, I'm done. I, I don't need to prove anything to this game. I'm kidding. I'm good. <laughs> but see, I was a completionist, so once I started, I had to finish. Yeah. Uh, favorite, you know, mine's like... Actually, mine's actually a part of the main game. It's near the end of the game when uh, Arkham Knight is chasing you down in that giant exit machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Through it's, the because, it's because you're driving the, the slick Batmobile that you cannot, you know, steer in a straight line for anything. That is the only point in the game that still kills me. I can survive the entire game but I will die like five times trying to get through the part. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing I just didn't understand, and that was a design choice of night that I was just bonkers, was like the normal driving in the city was great, but when you got into some of those tight uh, sequences, when they like pull in, they're like, let's just change the controls on how this thing drives completely. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is such a mistake. Please don't do this. And they leaned on that a lot. And then when, by the time you get to that moment when it's, yeah, the excavation machine underground, Man, that was uh, that was intensely annoying. So, I totally am right there with you. That was that was one of the sequences that just drove me nuts. Yeah. <coughs> um, I think time wise, I think we're 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 pretty good shape, but I think we might have to start wrapping things up. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, I do have one other question. New uh, one other question for you guys: favorite boss battle in the in the three games. Or boss encounters. Oh, They're so not all tough. fights. Because um, I, I definitely have mine right off the top of my head, which is uh, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze from City was uh, I'm, outstanding. I'm probably going to agree with you on that one. Um, but, uh, just all the different ways to take him down. Yeah, it's like I love the fact that you have to find a distraction, you know, and then be able to pull up on him and, and just nick into his armor bit by bit by bit. And like, so you're, cause you're just constantly hiding because you just can't take them on one on one. And I love that they, they make you, you have to be smart about your choices more so than even the silent predator kind of sequences. Um, and like the stealth modes, it's just brilliantly designed. Uh, I, that's a good question. I, I, I want to say I want to go back to Arkham, Asi- or Arkham Asylum and say back to the original Joker fight scene. Um, the, the Titan Joker? The, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that kind of sticks out in my head more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, apparently nobody that. else shares that view, so fine. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, you know, me, like, I, you know, aside from the freeze one, I also got to say it's, it's dumb because it's not even a fight, but, man, the tension of the killer clock, uh, yeah, like getting away from killer clock is, is, was always just it. Oh, I can't believe I've almost forgot. Solomon Grundy. Oh, God, yeah. He's the first... He's the first boss in Arkham City. Oh, man. He comes out of nowhere because you, that's the museum with the penguin, and you think you're a very short encounter with the penguin, and then, bam, there's Solomon Grundy. 
<laughs> Man, I need to go back and play these games again. I do, I, I do too. Like through the that, whole series. That's that's what I want to do now too. Is I want to go back and replay them. So, because I'm, I'm I'm running out. As a matter of fact, I'm running out to get a new Xbox One today. So I might end up getting those as downloads when I get home and get it hooked up. Go for it. Yep. Now you should be able to get it for damn dirt cheap price. Well, I so. I looked up already. They're um the the uh, combined to get the the dual pack with uh, Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, and then get Arkham rebuy Arkham Knight. It would cost me like fifty bucks. <laughs> That's nothing. So. No, and I have all the DLC ready for the games previously before, so it's well. I don't have them for City and. Uh, and it's all included. But in it's those, all included in that, yeah. So yeah. when you consider I'm getting all three games and all the DLC for like 50 bucks, yeah, that's that's not a bad deal. And I wouldn't buy them both at the same way. I'd buy the collection first, play through those two games, and then rebuy Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. doesn't make sense to pay for it now and then not, uh, not be able to play it for a while. Mm-hmm. So um, anything else on the games before we... Um, Look, closing thoughts? One thing we didn't bring up was the secret rooms. There's the uh, the secret room in Arkham Asylum that actually has the blueprints for Arkham City. Oh yeah, they, they, there's there's definitely the there. I think in City there's the submarine or scarecrow yep. that nods to where things are going to go in night. Um, that was another big part of it too. Uh, there's also the multiple secret endings from Asylum that nod into where the series is about to go. Or is that in City? That is in City, isn't it? It was asylum. Oh, was it was asylum? it was just the hand. It was uh, the hand that comes up and grabs the crate at the end of the game. It was either like Bane, Scarecrow, or Croc. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember secret rooms. I'm not gonna lie. They were hard to find. They, you really had to go out of your way to look for them. So they were so hard to find that after a year, Rocksteady told you how to get to the one in uh, Arkham Asylum. Oh, really? Because nobody knew it was there. You yeah. bomb a very specific wall. And uh, you just walk right past it without ever knowing there was anything there. Yeah, and it's basically you just see Quincy Sharp's plans for, for the city. So it's uh, it's really, really interesting to see that play out. And I love the fact that they, they definitely seem like they had a, a goal for the entirety of the series from Inception. I love when games do that or like any films do that and say, we know this is going to be about bigger than you think it's going to be. I'm going to have to... Look for that when I go back and I replay. This was in what? Um, in City? Asylum or- is the plans. Uh, the submarine is in City. Okay. All right. I'll have to keep an eye on them when I go back and I replay. Um, I can't think of any other final thoughts I would have on the games other than the fact that I, I kind of... I hope at some point they do another game. But uh, if they do a Justice League game... Uh, and we're allowed to pick our characters. I will be the Flash every damn time. I know. I just I was built to, to to make a Flash game, and I would just love to see them make a good Superman game. Christ, there there really isn't any really great Superman games out there. There's there's some that aren't terrible, but man, that would I would love to see them tackle that. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Um, I guess if that's all for the games, um, Shad, I don't want to take over your job responsibilities. But you can move us on to the oh. next part, unless you had anything. Cool. It's your again, your show. Um, no, that was it. I'm I'm good with you guys. Uh, I got recommendations. You guys got anything you want to recommend? Uh, honestly, go back and play these games because I, especially make sure you give Origins a shot. If any specific recommendation, 
played Arkham Origins. There's ways to play it, whether it's on PC, um, backwards compatibility on Xbox One, on PlayStation Now. Uh, the game is worth your time, and so many people ignored it because they were kind of maybe a little bit burnt out on the Arkham series. Um, it's a good game. It's a very competent game, and it's a lot of fun. And man, there is a desperate ba- battle sequence in that game that is phenomenal. Those fight sequences are uh, so much fun. So. I feel like that recommendation was specifically pointed at me. Um, just, that's in general. So I know so many people that never played that that game because it wasn't part of Rocksteady's core games, and people just skipped over it. That game is definitely worth people's time. Gotcha. Um, recommendations for me? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, my recommend. I, I'm just going to say the same thing. Then I'm going to. I'm just going to recommend that if you have the opportunity to do it, uh, and whether it's on a next gen console or you still have the older gen consoles, go back and replay the games. I mean, just talking about these games that I do. So that's most likely what I'm going to do. I will definitely share both of those recommendations, but then I have two more. Uh, one, this Friday, if you like Metroidvania games, this Friday for Nintendo 3DS, they are releasing Metroid Samus Returns, which is a remake of the old Game Boy game, which uh, definitely needs to be remade. Uh, so definitely go check that out if you like Metroid. And then other than that, I am most definitely sharing this podcast on Facebook with friends. Uh, so if any of you guys I share this with and tag you in it, like listen to these guys talk, they run a podcast, DC Primetime. They talk about The Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, and Legends, and many other shows to come, and these guys really know what they're talking about, so give them a listen. Cool. Appreciate that. No problem. Uh, do we want to hit news before we head out? Because I know, Rob, uh, before we get out, we want to mention a couple more things. As we want to bring up Extra Life again and um, yep. the new... And I have the news pulled up. It's and, a, and the red bubble thing we just started as well too, which uh, I think is pretty poignant for what's going on uh, currently. Do you want me to bring them up real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll hit the news chat if that's okay with you? Or yeah, absolutely, go ahead. Um, all right. So just to rehash uh, again, uh, two things we are currently doing right now. The the second one we just started uh, rehashing the first. Obviously, Rob and I are both raising money for Extra Life, which is a charity that raises money for the Children's Hospital Network. Uh, more specifically, for Rob and I, will for uh, uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff that we're going to be giving away for raffles. As of next weekend, I will have everything that we're giving away in hand uh, since I'm going to Heroes and Villains next week to moderate more panels. Uh, we got some great artwork for Odyssey Roll of Odyssey Art, and we've already all but confirmed it's all getting autographed by Stephen Amell, John Barrowman, Robbie Amell, and uh, Tyrese. Uh, we're going to try and get something autographed from Brandon Routh and Katie Lotz as well. Uh, so if you donate to either Rob or myself, doesn't matter which one because the, the donations go to the same per- go to the same place, all completely 100% of profits earned go to this Children's Hospital Network. Extra Life doesn't keep any. We don't keep any. It all goes to it. For every $10, donate to one of our uh, per- uh, perspective pages. You will get a raffle ticket into the drawing to win some of these great prizes. And I think, what did we say? If you donate $50, you get 10 entries? Yeah. So for every fifty that gets you uh, gets you ten entries, uh, we don't have a cap for how many uh, you get. So the more you donate, the more your opportunities and chances are to win this stuff. We want people to be able to really feel like they have a shot to get some of this stuff, but really incentivize you all to uh, help these ones. Uh, I know a couple of us have already started, but some of us have been having a slow start. I know, especially right now with everything that's happening with uh, Irma, what would just happened with uh, you know 
uh, RV and all that stuff. It's, I know a lot of people are looking at other places, but you have to remember these hospitals are in these cities um, and they need help to help take care of any kind of damage. So it's not just the children's hospital thing. This is helping these hospitals in these cities that are being greatly impacted right now. So this is a really great way uh, with uh, support on this. And especially we're talking about this event's right before Christmas. This can really help these kids that feel like they have a normal Christmas this year. Yeah. So, uh, in addition to helping their health and just mental and mental health as well, not just physical, but mental. Yeah. Uh, And in regards to, you know, Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma, that is the second thing we are uh, working on as well. Uh, I designed a little while back, I designed a crossover logo and more recently Rob has actually revamped it. And it looks, I know we've been like taking it down a step on cursing, uh, but it looks fucking amazing. Um, the new logo looks incredible. It incorporates now Black Lightning, so it is a complete Arrowverse crossover logo. Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and now Black Lightning are all incorporated. Uh, and we have now uh, put this on, put this logo on merchandise, uh, which there is links on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC Primetime. Uh, we have t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and coffee mugs. Uh, the mugs in which are double-sided with the logo for the podcast and the new crossover logo. As of right now, for the entire month of September, all proceeds from everything we sell merch-wise with this new logo on it uh, go directly to Hurricane Relief. So uh, if you want to help us out with raising some money for Hurricane Relief, that's a good way to do it is purchasing something with the new logo. Whether it just be a $3 sticker or whatever, every little bit helps. Um, and you get to show off the logo, which looks amazing at the same time. So extra life links are on our Facebook page. Uh, uh, red bubble store for, with the new logo are on our Facebook page. Everything that is going for right now is going directly to, uh, relief of either extra life and children's hospital network or directly to hurricane relief. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I guess news chat. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Yes, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Zoned out for a second. Sorry, I got bored. He's like, I'm bored. I'm gonna get rid of get rid of my co-hosts. <laughs> so I'm done. With no, I'm this. so used to listening. I'm so used to listening to you guys. I'm just telling like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's only a couple of news stories, right? So that's good because I know Shad, you got to get out of here and work. Uh, but let's just kick through this really, really fast. So. We're going to start with one that we don't talk about too often anymore, but we promise we will get back to it eventually. Uh, but Gotham, uh, there is a new promo out there now that is showing all the extended stuff for uh, the Scarecrow. It's uh, the Fear promo is now out there. But in addition to that, there's a nice little short one now as well that's showing off uh, David Mizzou kind of uh, suited up somewhat, kind of a proto-early Batman suit. It's kind of like a long black trench uh, and kind of a pseudo cowl that's uh, kind of like hooded as well. Uh I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that, but I will say the uh, the the fear promo looks fantastic. I'm really excited to see what this is going to look like and uh, seeing Scarecrow more so in action. Uh, I still have to play catch up last season. I was going to say we, st- we still need to do our back half. Yep, yep. Uh, which will probably be coming in a couple weeks. So, yep. uh, and then uh, so let's uh, jump into the normal uh, Arrowverse uh, discussions here, and uh, we got a couple things here. Not too much. Slow, a little bit of a slow week news wise, but. We did find out officially uh, Barry Allen and Iris West will indeed get married in season four. Uh, we've been wondering this for quite some time, uh, and we all have uh, some speculation on when that could happen. Uh, my personal 
bet on this right now is we're going to see this in the crossover. Um, I think it's going to be a big component of that. I know Ben and me talked about this last night when we were hanging out. And, uh, you know, he has some thoughts on that as well. Because uh, I Stephen has a couple things to say. So. Um, well, I mean, it's I don't know if we have our prediction on what the crossover may be. Uh, but, I mean, I don't really have any additional insight into that. The only thing I know is that Steven recently put out a Facebook Live video um, in which it, it, the main point of the video was that his schedule has changed for Heroes and Villains next weekend and he was letting his fans know. Uh, but he did say in that video that he uh, he did get to read the synopsis for the crossover. And uh, I'm quoting Stephen Amell on this when he said, uh, I can't tell you much, but what I can tell you is, holy shit. So mm-hmm. when Steven gets excited about things, we get excited about things. Yeah, and you know, I don't think we ever gave our prediction, but we do know it's going to be a focus on Kara. Uh, my guess uh, is this is going to be Legion of Superheroes, folks. Uh, I guarantee because it's a focus on Kara, they are going to get a message from mon somehow, and they need to find a way to get to the future. And who else can do that but Barry Allen? So uh, I can highly see when we come into this mix, because we did hear that the theme of this is going to be relationships. And uh, probably romance is going to be a part of that. But my guess is we will indeed see Barry and uh, Iris probably get married at this point in time. And then they're going to save Monel from a, some point in time in the future where we will meet Legion of Superheroes. That would that be. Is, that is my prediction. That would be amazing if that is actually what happens. All right. So we're going to jump over to Arrow. Uh, Arrow, we do know we have a new, uh, new cast member joining in for this season. Uh, I don't know if he's a regular or recurring guest star, but we now know uh, Lucifer alum Liam Hall will be coming in as Deathstroke's son. My guess is we, we will see him play Jericho. Um, I know he has another son out there as well, so that's a big question of which one it's going to be. But again, I'm pretty damn sure this will be Jericho. So um, Jumping in again to a little bit more casting, as uh, there's only two other stories we have to touch upon that. Uh, and that is that we have a new director for, uh, actually, no, sorry, more casting news would be for Titans. Um, and that is uh, the actor by the name of Alan Richardson, who was in uh, the live action new, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is going to be joining the Titans as Hawk, uh, which is kind of fantastic to know that Hawk and Dove are officially in the mix. Uh, in addition to that, shortly after this, this was announced uh, with Alan Richardson playing, uh, you know, Hank Hall. We did find out, indeed, now, uh, Night's Light alum, uh, I think it's Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly. Uh, And Minka Kelly being cast as Dove is Um, enough to get me to watch Titans. Yeah, so I I, I did hear this officially. Now, from what it sounds like for Hawk and Dove, uh, they did kind of say what the roles will be in this. Uh, Hank Hank Hall is going to be a very aggressive and, and offensive bruiser type. Of being in the strategic defensive uh, type, but they did say in this is they're recurring regulars, but there's an option to become regulars later on, and there's a potential for a Hawking Dove spinoff in their contracts. This obviously is all going to be the DC streaming service, so the question is how this all is going to play in. We do know it's you know a Berlant project, so the question or not a Berlant project, but it's it, I think there has been some rumblings that this could potentially tie in somewhere to the Berlantiverse. Uh, there's been rumblings of it for some time. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with it yet. Uh, there's no official word, but I know I think the last person that passed at this point in time is Beast Boy. Talked about Britain Quates uh, last week is Dick Grayson. 
Uh, I did watch Pirates of the Caribbean uh, Part 5, which was Dead Men Tell No Tales, just to see him specifically. And I can say this, I am still. Uh, I think he's going to be a great, great lead to the show. So, Last piece of news real quick before uh, we turn it back over to Shad is uh, Suicide Squad lands its director, and that is Gavin O'Connor, who is the uh, the director of uh, Warrior and the Countess. So we do know that is now the official for Suicide Squad. And that does it for the news. Um, real quick, um, is Dark uh, is Dark Circle Comics an offshoot DC? Dark Circle Comics? I don't believe it is. Because uh, they're the ones that do the Archie comics, and I think there was a point in which they tried to integrate them into the DC universe and it failed. Uh, so I didn't know if they were an offshoot or if they were just a separate company that they tried to integrate. Uh, they're they're just a secondary. But, um, I think it's based off of uh, Dark Circle. It's an imprint of Archie Comics, um, and Archie Comics is something on its own. So it's okay. it's just a small part. Uh, you know, uh, I think it, Dark Circle used to be called Red Circle Comics. Originally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so well, yeah, parent, the parent company is Archie Comics. Okay, I had yeah, it the other way around. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's it, that's what it is. It's just the it's the Archie Comics brand where it's anything that's not part of the traditional Archie world. The only reason so. I brought that up is because there's been recent rumblings in Archie in the Archie Comics world too of um, with the TV show Riverdale about new casting. But I'm not even going to bother bringing it up. I'm gotta say this: if you haven't watched that show, do it. It is well worth your time. Oh well, then in that case, I will say that there's a possibility of them bringing in Sabrina the Teenage Witch into season two. <laughs> that's good. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Because I agree. I actually watched Riverdale. I gave it a shot, and it's actually really good. Yeah, it's one of those shows that you're like, this should not be as good as it is. And I'm like, please, please keep going for a long time. Yeah. Because it's, it's, God, it's so, so damn good. Yeah, so yeah. damn good. So, uh, with news being done, uh, Shad, it's back over to you. Oh, cool. Thank you guys for joining me on this inaugural episode of Damn It, Shad Primetime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just, thank you for thank you for kicking our our, our collective uh, butts in uh, Injustice Two. It's uh, it was a lot of fun to play. I wish we could have played a little bit longer, but we'll get a chance to do that again in the future. Maybe after uh, all of uh, maybe uh, the character packs are fully out, we'll we'll do Fight Night to, uh, Round Two, in which you will destroy us again. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do something. We'll do uh, one of the, our new hoodies for a uh, giveaway. Ooh, that'd be a. I like the sound of that. Yeah, that- I like the sound of that too. I need to practice. Oh yeah, wait, we yeah. can't win. It's okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's gonna start getting cold up here soon. So it's uh, yeah. Oh, dude, it was already chilly. I was wearing my flash hoodie last night. Yeah, it's already kind of chilly. Uh, all right, we'll do some cheap plugs and then we'll let Shad take us out. Um, uh, as uh, we mentioned before, you can find our Facebook page, facebook.com slash dcprimetime. Uh, my other podcasts, including this one, are all part of the Next Level Podcast Network, nextlevelradioonline.com, facebook.com slash nextlevelradioonline. And as for me, you can always find me at Next Level Radio Online through the Caffeine Crew cast of pods. The next upcoming episode is either going to be recording this week or the following, and it will be all about pirates because everybody loves pirates yes uh and i think we actually may have one of our friends who's a bit of a historian on as well to uh kind of help lead us through some of the conversation so we'll be uh diving into why uh you know geekdom enjoys pirates as much as we do some of the best interpretations we've seen in, in nerd culture throughout the years but then just really get get into some of the best our favorites uh obviously we'll talk probably i'm sure about pirates of the caribbean in there somehow monkey island which is obviously my personal favorite if you know me at all and, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this episode. 
episode. It should be a blast. Uh, beyond that, though, big special thanks to George Shaw Music. We thank him every uh, every episode for his uh, great, great tunes that you can hear at the beginning and end of this. And uh, he's always got great projects going on, too, so make sure you can see the site. And, uh, Shad, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to Caffeine Crew at all, but I know you're a big Harry Potter fan, so uh, the last episode of Caffeine Crew was a blast because we just talked about Harry Potter for, like, two hours. I actually did listen to that one. All right, cool. <laughs> um, and, of course, next week on DC Primetime, uh, we will have yet another change in format slightly in which uh, I will be at Heroes and Villains, New York, New Jersey, covering the con and moderating panels. So rather than have me get up at 8 o'clock in the morning in a hotel room uh, to record from there, I will actually be stepping away from the podcast next week. For the first time since we've started, I will be stepping away from the podcast and uh our another listener of ours uh paul who also does the bats bows and books podcast will be stepping into my place when rob takes over the podcast yeah yeah so uh we will be talking next week about the early 1980s film swamp thing and the keanu reeves constantine kind of um, bummed i'm not a part of that <laughs> <laughs> well it's okay well paul paul is a huge huge buff so uh he was like, hey, you know, you want to do this? We'll talk about horror in DC. And I'm like, absolutely. So that is what we will be discussing. We'll probably be diving into a little bit more uh, more horror history uh, into uh, these land. So I'm uh, excited to do that. I'm uh, looking forward to having Paul on. We've been wanting to get him on for quite some time, so that should be a blast. So uh, expect that next week. So, right. And uh, if things are all messed up, it's all my fault. Because this will be the first time we're going to be messing around with Skype recorder, and if I screw it up, I'm and we'll find a way to fix it. So, and I think one last thing too: we are, as of the moment you are listening to this on Monday morning, we are 28 days countdown for uh, the shows returning. So we are a month. We're getting there, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for these shows to come back. I'm I'm so excited at this point. So. Yeah, and uh, I will be back in time to record that episode. Uh, I will be coming back to Florida for work uh, on the 14th. So I will be watching everything uh, <laughs> the night 14th or the first thing in the morning on the 15th before we record. So uh, we, there will be no break in that. So uh, everything will be A-OK. Cool. Uh, Shad, we know you got to go. So do us a favor and take us out. Well, this is DS Primetime. Hope you guys enjoyed it. See ya. Thank you for having us a part of it. Yeah. Peace. Absolutely. We'll see see ya. Bye. Bye.